0: Today we're going to talk about cardio and getting your abs in shape for the beach season. Fuck that. Today we're going to talk about alternative exercises that you can be doing if you're struggling with the big three movements. The big three being the squat, the press, and the deadlift. Um, You hear it all the time. Oh, I can't deadlift, my back hurts, I can't squat, my knees hurt, I can't badge press, my shoulder hurts, I can't do anything because everything hurts. And okay, it may be the case that everything hurts and you can't do anything, but you can still do alternatives to those main movements in order to get better at them. The idea is maybe you won't be a world-class powerlifter, but if you can't perform a squat Uh, Pain free, then how are you going to be able to do anything out on an athletic field pain free? And so the first one that I'll say is make sure that you are performing all these movements with perfect form. If you're not performing it perfectly to begin with, then that's your main problem. And if you can't perform it perfectly, well, then here are some alternatives. Number one, uh, an alternative to deadlifting. Is simply elevating the bar a little bit instead of deadlifting from the floor, take a three or four inch elevation, and that will oftentimes clean up a lot of technique problems and help with low back pain and things like that. The second deadlift variation that I highly recommend if you are really struggling pulling something heavy, you can do a one leg RDL. Now, the problem with one leg RDLs is that uh, a lot of times uh, people will fall off balance a little bit. And because they're struggling so much with the balance aspect of the movement, they wound up uh, not going heavy at all and not getting much out of the strengthening aspect that you're trying to get for the posterior chain. So instead, I recommend doing a landmine setup where you have the bar in the corner or in a landmine uh, apparatus holding the bar with one hand, the other leg is on the ground, and you go through a single leg RDL uh, movement. That usually works really well because the balance part is, is taken out of the equation. Now you can begin to challenge your grip, challenge your hip hinge, and just challenge uh, your entire posterior chain through adding resistance to that movement. Of course the deadlift can have several variations as well. You can work with the trap bar, you can work with the straight bar conventional, you can also work sumo. Uh, There are some people who really struggle getting in a strong position uh, conventionally, but get in a really good position in the sumo style deadlift or the, uh, the closer sumo style where the feet are just outside the hands. You can go from that position if it's most comfortable. I highly recommend finding uh, the variation that works best for you, getting strong in that variation and then switching over to something that you find a little bit more difficult to help strengthen up the hips, low back and posterior chain. As always with the deadlift, you want to start with the hip hinge. Uh, Hip hinging is the most crucial part to the exercise. You want to make sure that the shoulder blades are are locked down and back and that your arms are straight, that we're not yanking the bar off the floor, that we're slowly developing some tension in order to keep everything in line the way it's supposed to. Um, If you can't do that, you're probably going to wind up with something feeling really sore. And if you can figure that out, you're going to wind up uh, feeling stronger and more stable throughout your entire body because of it. The next one is the squat. A lot of people struggle getting to depth on the squat. That's probably the most common problem. Whether it's because they feel pain or discomfort, or they simply lack mobility, um, I do still think that being able to squat with a bar on your back in some regard, whether it's a safety bar, a cambered bar, or a straight bar, being able to squat all the way to parallel with a bar on your back. Um, with good form shows a lot. It shows that you have good mobility, strength through the quads and the hamstrings, good knee stability, uh, and good hip strength in order to keep those knees in good line, not allowing the knees to cave in. And, and if, you have, uh, if, you have, if, if you're good in all those areas and you have good ability to squat with a bar on your back, you're probably going to be safer from injury and be able to perform better. Whereas in in comparison to if you suck and you can't squat, you're probably going to get hurt or really, really suck in whatever you're doing. Some guy just cut me off and went across three lanes of traffic to get off at this exit, stopping traffic completely in the process. I hope when he gets home today, his dinner is cold and doesn't taste good now it's even more backed up. Let's go! Come on! Getting to good depth on the squat is extremely important because you want to make sure you are working not only the quads, which are primarily worked in the top half of the movement, so in the top quarter squat portion, it's very quad dominant, whereas the hamstrings and glutes get worked much more towards the bottom. So you wanna make sure that you're working everywhere, um, not just being quad dominant. So in order to get to depth, a variation that I like to do is called squatting to the box. It's a box squat, but you're not pausing on the box. You're simply tapping the box and and you're reversing the movement as fast as possible the same way you would if you were to get to depth in a normal squat without the box. Now, once that athlete gets comfortable squatting to that depth, then you can remove the box. Another uh, variation that I like to do is squatting to the pins. Simply having the athlete squat until the bar touches the pins And then after tapping the pins, you squat back up as fast as possible. That works really well with getting to depth uh, as as well. Um, And of course, the goal is to get to parallel or slightly below parallel. Some athletes won't be able to get to parallel. Some athletes are really long and their parallel looks a little bit different than mine or somebody who's a little shorter and stockier. You know, my parallel looks much different than someone who has long skinny limbs. My legs are really fat and dumpy and I can squat to parallel and it looks really easy for me, whereas someone who is really long and gangly, uh, it looks like they have to go down another four, five, six inches. A lot of times, as long as the hips have broken and you've created a good angle with your hips and knees, right around that 90 uh, degree range between the hips and knees, uh, then you'll usually have a pretty good squat there to start with. Of course, traffic is at a standstill again at eight o'clock at night for absolutely no reason. This city is moronic. With the box squat, what I've found is there's different ways to go about working it. You can work with a slight pause on the box where you remain as tense as possible in your core and hips and then explode up off the box. You can work heavy, you can work light and when you work light you obviously want to work for speed. Um, That's called Uh, static overcome by dynamic as coined by Louie from Westside Barbell. You can also work um, from a fully relaxed state. Uh, That's called uh, relaxed overcome by dynamic and that's a good way to fire the nervous system as well and, and really try to fire everything as explosively as possible. I highly recommend using lighter weight for speed when using that relaxed variation of the box squat. And then of course, like I said before, you can use the box to tap on, um, but if you're going to use it to get to depth, obviously you want that box to be at or slightly below parallel. And then you gotta look at the shoulders with the squat. If your shoulders don't have enough stability or whatever to get comfortably under a barbell back squat, then I highly recommend the cambered bar or a safety bar something that's gonna be a little bit easier on the shoulders while still allowing the athlete to challenge themselves in weight. The front squat is a very good variation as well, but the problem with the front squat is the torso winds up being very upright and you're not allowed to work a really strong hip hinge position in the squat where it looks almost like you're sitting on a toilet when you're front squatting. That's not a bad thing necessarily, but what will happen is you wind up working the quads a lot more than the uh, glutes and hamstrings. So you want to make sure that you are using other variants than just the front squat when trying to take care of the shoulders. Last thing uh, for troubleshooting today is with the bench press. The barbell bench press causes a lot of problems for athletes, especially especially baseball players. So instead of barbell benching, of course, you can dumbbell bench, you can landmine press, and you can do push-ups. But if you want to barbell bench and you're struggling with it um, and you're not an overhead athlete or anything like that, you can go with the floor press, you can also go with bench pressing from the pins. And if working with heavier weight is something that you want to do, I highly recommend heavy, slow eccentrics, where you set the pins up, maybe an inch or two off the chest, you take it out of the rack, and you lower the bar down as slow as possible, controlling that in a heavy, eccentric fashion is really good with training the body to handle heavier weight, um, and that's, th- that's really good. Of course the barbell speed bench is another good variation that won't diminish any strength gains while helping with acceleration in the pressing movement, and of course um, the speed bench is something that I'll use quite a bit with, uh, with baseball players and overhead athletes in general. Um, trying to work on rate of force development but the bench press can be really tricky and sometimes it causes problems in the shoulders and the elbows and the wrists Um, I highly recommend in terms of different bars to use I highly recommend the Swiss bar or the cambered American bar Uh, Those are really, really nice for taking care of the shoulders because the elbows are allowed to be a little bit more vertical than horizontal. Uh, A lot of times when the elbows are flared out with a barbell, that can cause a lot of pain on the anterior side of the shoulder instead of being more uh, in in a safer position where the elbow is a little bit more tucked in. That about covers it for this podcast. See you later.